welcome to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, and back with my very late besties, Nikki and Danny. How are you guys doing? We're great, and we're terrified that we're going to ruin this live stream already with some, like, language. You only ruin it in the first 30 seconds. So just don't no, it's say fine. Anything. It's fine. I'm not worried about it. I trust you both to to not drop the big That's word at mistake. this point. That's a mistake. Yeah. Nikki, you look very tan. Thank you. I just yeah. did my I just did my spray. Did you? It, yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. So nice. A little pre-travel spray tan situation. Wait, can I tell you a funny story? Yeah. Oh, I might have already told you this the last time I traveled for semis, but I so I I like spray tan before every event. It's just like part of my pre-travel ritual. And I for the last few years cuz I'm still nursing, I'll wear like just like a whatever bandeau bra while I do it cuz I don't feel like great to have on my nipples when my kid nurses i don't know it's probably fine but i just avoid it but the last but he like he'll like put his little hands on my boobs when he nurses and the last time he did it orange his just the backs of his hands were like all cakey orangey brown and like matt had to drop him <laughs> off at daycare the morning after i left and was like Listen, his hands look really dirty, but they're not dirty. But also, I'm sorry. They're from my wife's spray tan boobs. Wait, I'm sorry I said that out loud. Like, it was just <laughs> such a mess for him. And I felt really bad. All right. I so would, I, I have I to can't. ask because you brought it up. Like, do you go topless when you get sprayed or no? Yeah, I just go naked. Just I think I think you just can have do a bando, right? Well, yeah, now I do. But yeah. normally, yeah, pre pre my nipples not being my own anymore so he doesn't get like a little orange face like i'm not trying to be gross but my boobs are all covered that's why i do it so he doesn't get a little orange face and also okay yeah also for health but mainly orange face i've had terrible experience with like i've just realized that like it's me and the real sun that's all Mm -hmm. i get with like tanning because i did a spray tan once before might have been before i was in miami i can't remember if it was for water or for something else but i was like i'm gonna try it i'm gonna try a spray tan and so i like sprayed and i got everything done and then i was like okay well i don't know what to do now like i just i'm like sticky sticky so I, yes. like, okay, like, I can just like i can like lay down so i laid down and fell asleep for okay. the whole night the whole like and i was supposed to like rinse it off after like four hours oh no like like nine and a half hours later, not only is the whole entire bed orange because I like uh-huh. rolled like all night into so the maids were so upset with me. I was very, very not. I didn't look. It wasn't a good look. It must mm-hmm. not been for Wanapalooza because I would have just been like, I can't compete. I'm sorry. I'm leaving. So there was that. And then I was like, okay, well, that didn't work out. So I'll just get like the lotion stuff that you do. And I was like the stereotypical first time person. Like I did it all. And I was like, okay, like I'm just going to like, gonna be great but i messed up my feet no so bad that there was like orange streaks and lines and it would just it looked like i had such dirty feet that was when i really should have put my feet on the internet that's when you should have done it yeah there we go three minutes 26 seconds (laughs) into the show we waited all the way before the first foot discussion came up thank you danny you're welcome so yeah, I just, for me, tanning has to be like one with the sun. But then of mm-hmm. course, like I go in and I get my facials and my Botox and my lady's always like, wait, you in the sun again? I'm like, yes, I'm sorry. I got <laughs> I prefer the real sun, but we only get it for like five minutes a year out here in New England. So it has to happen before camera works. So you look, because cameras wash you out. Beautiful glow. Oh, thank you. I feel like my hard. skin, like, 
take that stuff and just immediately is like, we are one with the orange. Yeah, you got to you can find the right lady because not only do you need to be buck ass naked in front of this girl, just like bending over so she can get right under your cheeks, you know, I know. you got to also that was find the weird thing when she was like, I go over and turn around and touch your toes. I was like, excuse me. What? It's like, no, have you ever been... charged for this? Did you yes. have you have you done like laser hair removal? No, I'm dying to. So like that is like the same situation where she's like, you have to get to like a fetal position. And, and then she's like, okay, now grab. And you like go and you reach around and you like spread your cheeks for her. And she's you. And you're just there. Same thing like everywhere. You like, like, you kind of give them access. And it's a very weird situation. I used to feel really self-conscious about that. Like getting like a wax or whatever or a spray tan. And then I just think to myself, I cannot be the worst these people have seen today even. I just can't. Like there's no way that I'm the problem. Mine's you know, the questions. Mine's like the questions, like they're just my hairdresser. And they're just like down there uh-huh. being like, so do you work out? And I'm like, no. No, never. No. no. Today it was like that, where she was just like all up in my butt cheeks. And she was like, so you doing anything fun this week? And I was yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, this is the highlight of my week. Uh, I'm so happy to see what you. you, John. Have you, I am like, so... The all around the ball sack or anything? I am so yeah. uncomfortable right now. So <laughs> uncomfortable. I think you should try it. Is this a... <laughs> yeah, so here, right here. Yeah, someone's in the comments here. John, any waxing or tanning? <laughs> I think we all want to hear it from John. Like, that's really what I want. I think you should go well, and I always, experiment yeah, with greater good. I always get a wax, but I have them do the pubes in, like, the shape of an elephant. It's great. So there's nice. just... It's perfect. Just the ears. Just, and just the, the ears. Just the ears. And then you just got... The ears. Yeah. You these, get it? love that. Yeah. I wish that were true. <laughs> I desperately wish that was true. <laughs> You're the one missing the opportunity. We're always yeah. talking about the OnlyFans opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I feel like only elephant, only trunks. Yeah. Only trunks. Yeah. Only, only trunks. trunks. Mm-hmm. Nice. Is this, uh, this, do you got the whole like tanning and waxing and like all the things that you guys go through? Does it feel like unfair beauty standards or do you like this stuff? No that stuff are you kidding me it blows it hurts it's expensive it takes all the time in the world yeah it blows the time thing for me it does take a lot of time but in reality i really do these things for me i it makes like me feel good and like confident like strutting out and being like oh my forehead is frozen you cannot tell if i'm that's right i i mean i do it i do it for myself the time thing that is the that's the major bummer. But I feel like I always tell people this and I'm kind of high maintenance so I can be low maintenance. So I do the lashes so I never have to like put like I'm makeup so... on and like, so I just, it's, it's time. But I feel like it saves me time mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And I actually started Botox because I was so expressionate with like my face that my forehead would just all day be scrunched. So finally when I would like lay down to like, r- like wind down for the day and my forehead would finally relax, I would get these splitting headaches like really bad yeah that's so a my thing. doctor actually the first person that told me that i should just try that to like calm myself down and i was like oh okay and then of course i went down the, the whole thing i was like oh well, get rid of these crow's feet like let's just go ahead just like freeze me put While me you're in, in there. there yeah so so the banker so. in me needs to know can you write all this shit off because like i mean technically danny like a lot of this could be considered for your job you do quite a bit of modeling you just oh, did that modeling figure. gig. And, yeah yeah you just said that modeling gig and i think it was in miami or wherever you were Which like we, 
to talk about. I'm we'll get we'll so get to excited. it. But, but I got to know, can you write all can you write off the Botox and the yeah. waxes? I mean, because my that? job, like I don't it's kind of funny, like so many people, especially in this like CrossFit space, they're like, I am an athlete, not an influencer. And I'm like, bitch, I am an influencer. Because I write off, I write off everything. So my should. whole life is yeah. thing, like tax deductible. I just think like, it's just like smart because everything, like you said, it is part of, part of the brand, part of the business. And so, yeah, everything, everything I, I write off. Good. That is smart. Good for you. Can I just echo? I also do all this stuff for me. But if if we're Nikki's over here, like hold on, come on, hold on. If it were so, I'm just I'm just being real. I do it for me, and I feel good about it. But like that good is for sure 100 influenced by like our societal standards. And if it were socially acceptable to be like a hairy yeti, I would never shave my legs again. It is a giant have like that. That's that's the thing. For me, it's like my hair is too fine and too light to get it like lasered off my legs, which is like such a shame because it is so fine and light. But mm-hmm. I'll find like, I'll be like, whoa, that hair just caught the breeze. <laughs> that is so jealous because oh you know how God. you get like a five o'clock shadow when you shave in the morning? That's what happens to my legs. I'm yeah. like, and it's been cold. 12 hours in you like already back. Like nine years shaving and then you yes. get one little chill in your body and it's just that you're like it's all back i like, oh. don't shave for two weeks and then i break a razor it's not fair it's not fair yeah and then it's weird because if you do get waxed they're like it has to be like a certain length it has to be a certain length and so you can't but if it's too long then it starts to hurt more and then it's yeah. really not fair oh, yeah. there it's is just... no in between yeah I'm learning way more than I wanted to tonight, so thank you. <laughs> we said like the last ten minutes of the last show talking about my bikini wax. I feel like this is a common topic. It's a good one. The people want to know, Nikki. They want to know. I will I educate know. the masses. Bring it on. Well, your spray tan looks great, and you'll look great on the sidelines. I'm going to look pasty white. And uh, actually, you know what my my strategy was this year? I bought those rad runners, but the really white ones we talked about on the last show, Nikki, and they make mm-hmm. my legs look tan because they're so white. So I'm white. just gonna wear those all weekend. You should just wear honest. all white, just total, just, yeah. just white it out. Well, it funny, so t- funny enough, I did buy like a lot of my shorts are far lighter colors than I would normally wear because every time I look at myself in photos wearing all black, I'm like, God, I look so washed out. Yeah, and then the uh, colors, it's a yeah. trick. Why yeah. I'm wearing this pink? I'm like, oh, I look a little tan. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, that's gonna that's my strategy for this weekend. It's gonna be great. And I have a white cup. I'm like, whoa, what? look how tan she is compared to the white cup. Dang. That's why that's why Nikki has that microphone. That's that's why. Yes. Wow. That's I why. just get very close to it so I yes. stand out against it's it. Black. There's so oh. I have so many jokes. I'm just gonna leave on the table for both <laughs> of you guys. Nice. Let's let's talk about the uh, the modeling gig. Yes, I loved it. You looked Stunning, but I don't know any of the backstory. I don't know, like, is this a friend that was a designer, or how did you get roped into this? Like, what is was through everything that happens nowadays through Instagram, just okay, connected through like social media. And she's pretty into the body positivity movement, and she, like many others, kind of in the space, or like it's time to see a different breed of women, like especially in high fashion on the runway. It's been great the whole body positivity movement we have a stereotypical like model look it's still there it's still very prevalent especially when you get up into like the higher fashion world but we have the plus size but we've really missed the mark on allowing really healthy and fit women 
into a space that is so widely seen by women and just society in general. You have all these like high fashion pages and shows and brands. And it's always, it's like one or the other nowadays. You have model-esque or like stereotypical model-esque and plus size. Like you really just do not have strong women. And so we're still missing the mark of giving young women role models. Like unless they're in like a fitness society already or their parents do CrossFit, like a high school girl is not going to just come across a CrossFitter's page. It's pretty difficult. There are millions of women out there who would never stumble across my page. But if I put myself into bigger and broader areas, then possibly someone finds me that needed a role model that is like healthy. So we just kind of connected on that and said, yes, it's time for a change. And yeah, kind of just took it from there. That's a really good point. And I think what's really important about that is that you don't, unless you really think about it, you don't realize the trickle down effect that like high fashion and, and fashion in general has on the rest of everything that we do. And it's like the runway might seem really outlandish or things that people don't wear on a daily basis, but that's where every other designer and every other like modern day fashion trend gets its inspiration. So things that you really see coming down the runway are things that inspire the day to day that we see from brands and from different organizations and even like the trends that trickle down on social media, like it's truly a high point. And so stepping out onto there, I feel like is just, man, it's going to set the stage for so many things coming down the pipeline. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that this kind of just starts like a little wave. Hopefully I'm going to also be in New York in September for the New York Fashion Week. Yeah. So same, same brand. So I'll be out there with her. And I'm just hoping just that you get in front of the right people and we can start like making waves and really changing things, which is what I really have set out on this whole Girls Week mission thing. So it's, I just want to continue that. And I, I said like my goal was to be bigger than CrossFit. And so this year I really took the opportunity to get outside of CrossFit. And it's just, yeah, it seems to be working out. Yeah. How is, how is that initiative going? Like what other, what other vibes have you put out into the world? It's kind of like, we're really focusing on things that just have nothing to do with CrossFit. So the fashion shows, we've reached out to media sources and magazines that probably don't even know what what CrossFit is. And we're just trying to find spaces where there's no crossover. So it's a whole new audience. And like, that's what we're focusing on right now is just to get a bigger reach. So when more stuff comes down and we start trickling down the pipeline of my ideas and things that I want to do, it's not just like this CrossFit base. So that's like, that's been the big thing this year. It's just getting in front of more women, just like more eyes on me so I can inspire more than just like a CrossFit community because I'll, I'll admit like my CrossFit fan base is is large and I love them I'm not trying to like dive away from CrossFit I'm just trying to like expand for sure we're a niche like even yeah. us who live it and breathe it and eat this shit for breakfast lunch and dinner like we have to admit that we are a very small niche not only in the fitness yeah. world but just like in the world in general so if you want to really make an impact, like finding other places for people to get and understand and internalize this message, like that is the basis for growth, 100%. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Bigger than CrossFit. Let's do it. Yeah. I, like, I love that. I love it. You're not done with CrossFit, though. You're still competing. Yeah, yeah. I still want to compete. I'm really excited for, I, I like some of the changes that are going on outside of like the CrossFit 
circuit, like not the CrossFit season circuit. So like the Waterpalooza now has two yeah. competitions. I love that they've expanded that. And I just feel like there's changes coming. And like, that's nice. It's kind of, I'm hoping for some change because what's happening in like the actual CrossFit space right now, I haven't been like a huge fan of. So I like what is coming down the pipeline of like some of these other organizations. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not done with CrossFit by any means, but excited for the things that are not so tied with the actual like CrossFit, CrossFit, CrossFit so, brand. So do you see yourself doing more, more of these individual comps like Waza and Rogue and I don't know, whatever else maybe you're referring to or? Yeah, I, I've always, I've always enjoyed like the out of season competitions, the Waterpalooza, the Rogue, Dubai. So I definitely want to do those where scheduling allows. Robot, unfortunately, is one of those where you have to be invited from the games. I might play around the qualifier. I haven't decided yet. So stay tuned for that. But other than that, like, yeah, I just, I will continue to compete. And it's not like I'm not signing up for the Open next year. I'll, right. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll um, do it. Fine. At the end of the day, we, we are quite a cult. <laughs> so I have, really? I have sliced my hand into the chalice. Mm -hmm. I'm part of it. Will you try any other sports? I like strong man as an example. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's it. That's all there is. To it. I got into CrossFit because I actually really enjoyed CrossFit. I enjoyed what CrossFit was about and the events that we did and the message that it sent. I think it's kind of changed a little bit, but I still at its roots enjoy CrossFit. I understand that I'm a very strong athlete, but the powerlifting space and the strong lifting space, it just, it isn't for me. Like I did Olympic weightlifting meets. Like I, I did I, two, I did two and I didn't like sitting around. I don't like the, I just, it, in, in the training for me, it's, it's a little boring for me. I know that some people eat it up, but I don't like to just, I just don't like to be sitting like that much and so i just wouldn't enjoy it i probably would be very good at it but i just would not enjoy it and i'm kind of at a spot where i'm gonna have fun like i want to still do the crossfit but i want to take the time not to go learn another like or like powerlifting. i just want to go and explore the world and hike and do you know what crossfit set out to do just to be able to go play outside and try new things so that's kind of what i'm focusing on in terms of athletics how about professional pickleball? You seem to be in that lately. Ooh. Okay. I mean, yes, I definitely, but I don't want to turn it into like so many people have asked if I'm going to do competitions or if I'm going to compete or anything, but I don't want to, I don't want to have something that I see as just pure fun turn into something that I'm training for. I just want to keep it fun. So I'm not going to, I mean, I might do like a fun little tournament or something like a doubles tournament with friends or, but I'm not going to go out there and start like training. For pickleball, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have fun. Didn't pickleball start as like a geriatric sport? Yeah, wasn't that like a thing? Didn't it start like for like old people who like couldn't really be very mobile? Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I, I just didn't really understand how old pickleball was. Like, I, I'm kind of like jumped on the trend when like everybody else jumped on the trend. I was like, wow, look at this new sport. And everyone's like, it's been around for like 15 years. Uh, like, oh. But I think it's, I mean, it's like great. If you just need to get outside and move. Yeah. Thing to do. So I can see why 
for like an older community, it would be, it would be great. But I also see it as like, when you go and play pickleball with doubles, like there's, again, there's a lot of standing around. So I try to play singles unless you play like the time that I was over in Virginia, I was playing with Alex and Riley. It's hard. Doubles, he doubles with cleats is hard. Yeah, you, you guys are making each other run, I bet. Yeah. Yes, yes. So that is difficult, but yeah, I love pickleball. A good time. Here, here's a question coming into the comments. Danny, be curious. Any thoughts on Castro coming back? I, I, I don't really have, I guess, opinions on it. To be honest with you, I'm not old enough in the sport to have been around Castro when it was like the start at the ranch and. 2012, 13, 14, 15, like all these years where he made this huge impact on the athletes. Like my first CrossFit Games was 2019. Like I didn't start CrossFit until 2016. And so, and I didn't compete at a high enough level to interact with Castro until not even 2019. I got it, like I got cut like in 2019. So, and 2020 was like an online thing. So I didn't get an actual like interaction face-to-face with Dave until 2021. And I can read all this stuff and I can hear about other people's interactions. And so my only thing is like, I don't know because I don't really exactly understand his role. Like in it again, I have to admit that there was a really big, period of time that I loved his programming for the games and then I felt like there were some years that it was like skewed in some sense it didn't feel like a it didn't feel like a very well-rounded test and then like the cuts kind of messed some things up and it's just kind of like this weird where I feel like I don't have enough information on a personal level to have an opinion here but we'll see I mean I think there's been a lot of changes in the CrossFit like management space and I think there's been so many changes that bringing someone like Castro back is kind of almost like insignificant at this point like I don't know what kind of like again I don't know what kind of role he's gonna play but I'm more I'm more concerned about like the actual leadership like leader leadership in CrossFit and like the changes that are gonna be made unless he's someone who's gonna have a huge impact and role in how the athletes are handled and treated and how the professional side of the sport is going to evolve. So that's kind of like where I'm at. I don't really have an opinion. I'm sure that is not what anyone wanted to hear. <laughs> well, I think he's running, he's running the whole show. So, I mean, he's, he's got about as big a role as you can have. I, but, but does he like, he's not like his pro it's not his programming anymore. He's running it in the sense of like, what? He's a GM. He's a GM. Yeah. Right. I, I'm with Danny in that we don't have a great understanding from the outside of what exactly his role entails. Like, I know what JB's role was, and I understand that he was a decision maker in a lot of ways with the other people who were also heads of different departments in different areas. And they all were sort of this, like, whatever, 12-headed monster that, like, made decisions. But I don't know. I don't I don't have a good understanding from the outside looking in if he's stepping into that exact role again and will have the exact same responsibilities or if he's now in charge of different things and has brought in other people to manage with him like we just we just don't know we just know his title and like I feel like in every business and organization titles are right. kind of made up like we just like 
yeah. call each other what we want to call each yeah. other. And it's my never standardized. My only thing is like when, like back in, I guess, the meat of like the CrossFit like era with Castro, it just started to feel very much like a boys club. And there were certain characters that came on board and that were constantly on board that I didn't agree with. And I just kind of, that's my only, that's, I guess if I was going to have a concern about everything, that would be my only concern is I feel like a lot of people in the CrossFit space, especially in like the management of the CrossFit space were CrossFit fans. And like, they got these roles because how much they love the sport, which isn't terrible, but I don't know if it really qualifies them for the roles that they have in the space. How much of that affects you as an athlete though? I mean, does it, it, I mean, does it it affect you mentally or greatly? I mean, it's one of those things where everyone in control of CrossFit right now is trying to do this weird dance where they're just, they're, they're trying to keep CrossFit alive financially. And I understand that, but it's also one of these things where they're like, so concerned with like making some people upset or they're trying to have the professional side with the community and of course CrossFit is based around the community but so are like a lot of other sports and you can have both but CrossFit year after year I think for as long as honestly as I've been in like the really professional space of it every year just takes a little bit away from the professional side it takes a little bit away from the athletes and tries to give back to the community and I think 2019 was a great year for the professional sport with the sanctionals and the traveling and the media exposure and the opportunities for athletes and to be able to turn it into an actual career. But then there were complaints from the community about like how, well, they can't do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, kind of like someone being like, well, I can't afford to go and I don't know, train with like LeBron James. Okay. Like not everyone gets that opportunity. I'm very sorry, but it's not about you. If you're going to have a professional side, like it is about the professional athletes. If you want to train and get to that point, then you can have a say in like how hard it is for you to get to a certain competition. And it's just a very weird sport where so much is banking off of the community because the perfect like the athletes like we're not paid by crossfit no one makes money from crossfit it's not like we become athletes and like sign these deals where crossfit takes care of us it's not like an nfl or is a real sport it's not so the cross like crossfit has to be so reliant on the community that they're the ones that crossfit is like we got to make them happy and so it's just like the uh, professional athletes really get the like the short end of the stick a lot of the times. So what would you like to see them do differently for the athletes? I'd like to have it just become a real sport. I want to see pro cards. I want to see more than just like this one series of competition. I don't want to see open quarterfinals, semifinals games. I want to see sure all of that, but I want to see all these sanctioned events again. I want to see a triple crown type of deal. I want people just not to have to like, there are so many athletes who our season just ended and it just gets cut out from under you. You don't see an injury taking out like an NFL player's like entire season, like unless it's like, I get it, like a, a very life-changing altering injury. They, 
Like one of a great example is Travis Mayer. He had an injury that just like came at the wrong time, but like he could have been ready to compete at games, but just because he couldn't compete in the worldwide open, he didn't get to go to games. Right. And I just like, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with the structure. And I think it's backtracking. And again, it was like, I think it was made for like financial reasons. And unless like a, someone wants to come back the CrossFit space and like actually financially put money where their mouth is and turn this into a real sport, it's just going to keep declining. And I wouldn't be surprised if like the games struggled to happen in the five years. If they keep, because I mean, the games, like people go because of like the athletes, but if you keep taking away opportunities and media exposure for the athletes, kind of like no one's going to care anymore. Right. And so it's kind of like a double-edged sword. They keep trying to like, I think, save money in ways that kind of screws over the athletes, but then the athletes get screwed over and don't get enough media exposure, don't get to compete as much, don't get to be out there. And it's just kind of like this vicious cycle. And I just feel like it's been on a down spiral for several years now. You're all at large. You should sponsor them. The Danny Spiegel Games brought to you by Toastmaster. Are you <laughs> the feet games, the CrossFit games. Even better. Even better. It's funny. I think that there are, there's like so much like potential and opportunity for this, for this sport, but it just, I don't know the right, I don't think the right leadership has come, come across it yet. So that's it, cool though. I've, I've never thought about it from that perspective because I've always liked the fact that we started with a worldwide open because it really feels like the roots are in the community, which is what makes us stand apart from other sports. But I do still want CrossFit to become more professionalized and become like give more opportunities to the elite athletes and in turn give more opportunities for us as spectators to like follow along with all the action. So I feel like developing some sort of, I don't know, system or way to get to the games that maybe the open to quarterfinals, semifinals, whatever is one track, but then maybe there's another series of live competitions or something along those lines where you can still qualify. I don't, I don't know. I've never thought about it before. I've always been a fan of the open for what it, for what it signifies and for the roots of CrossFit, but I can fully understand and appreciate how the timing of it might just totally the ruin your entire season. And it's not something that you want to wipe out. But it's kind of like a situation where you have athletes that you follow and you aspire to be like, like I'm not going to sit here and pretend that people don't see professional athletes and say, I want to do this because of that person. Like kids have posters of Serena Williams and Michael Jordan and all these great athletes. And they saw these athletes and said, I want to do this because of them. Like, it's very, very easy that there's a it's a it's an easy connection to make. The professional side of every single sport brings in people and it creates a community around people who are fans of a sport crossfit's the same way but it would be like you know in tennis you want to see some of your favorite athletes like when we were watching serena we wanted to see her go to like all these tournaments but it would be like she shows up and something happens or she doesn't do well and then you just don't see her again for an entire year or something and it's just like you want to continue to like support them and we do have these other competitions, but I'm not going to sit here and say that the media coverage is as good or there's like as many opportunities. And if we had different tracks where it was 
the CrossFit Games and something like Waterpalooza and something like Rogue were all as big of a deal as the CrossFit Games. It just brings more exposure. It brings more awareness. But there hasn't, like, since I've entered the CrossFit space, a season has not been the same once. Yeah. Not crazy. Since I've entered the space in 2016 and then, like, 17, 18, 19, 20 was weird because of COVID or whatever. But then 2021, and like everything, it's changed like every single time. And it's just like all these years. And so I'm sure if like investors are looking at the sport of CrossFit and they're like, I don't want to touch this. Mm-hmm. And so there's like so much stuff that just needs to be ironed out first. But again, it's just one of those things where more exposure just brings more exposure. People want to see their athletes, like their favorite athletes compete. And us as athletes, like we want more opportunities to compete on bigger stages than just like this one stage that, I don't know, just it gets changed every single year. We don't know who's programming. We don't know who's in charge. And then next year we're like, well, we don't even know it's in, we thought it was in Madison. Now it's, we thought it was in Birmingham. Now we don't even know where it is. And it's just like, it's just like this big toss up. We just think there's no structure and it's just it's just like this kind of crazy show half the time, which makes it a little interesting and makes it fun, sure. But there just needs to be better structure and more opportunities for the athletes. The community stays just because you decide to like double down and make sure that the professional side thrives doesn't mean that the community just like falls apart. It's like yeah, they're scared true. that if they actually invest in the professional side that like all the affiliates are just going to be like, oh, no, we're out. Like. It stay. It's like sticks around. It's just like kind of mind boggling to me. I actually can't understand why why it hasn't changed or why the professional side hasn't been a bigger concern. Again, I'm not in headquarters. I don't see logistics. I don't see finances. I don't see any of this stuff. So I'm sure someone is gonna message me and be like, you know what? So, <laughs> right. Go ahead. It's coming. Don't right. worry. I love yeah. your idea of a grand slam. Yeah. I mean, your idea of a Grand Slam is really great when you think it's about fun. it. Like the the two most comparable sports to CrossFit, when you think of like CrossFitters like yourself are paid to do CrossFit, you have to compete in order to get paid. That's just like golf and tennis, same thing. Yeah. And they both have Grand Slams. Like, and so I I could imagine a world where you have, if you win all four Grand Slams, you're now the next Tia or Matt or whoever's the goat. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. It's the same you way don't in golf. Like one of the grand slams, it's not like you're just a shit athlete and like no one yeah. cares about you that year. So it's like, it's like one of those, it's one of those things where I don't understand why we haven't done that. I'm sure a lot of it has to do with finances, which is really unfortunate, but. Well, I'm, I'm going to speculate a little. They're in a weird situation right now. And you're in a very unique environment where you have more competition in the fitness space than you've ever had before against the affiliates, which is a serious revenue generator for the sport itself. Mm-hmm. You're in a, a really bad economic climate right now with inflation and a recession looming and sponsors are just nervous as hell, whether they should put money into it. To your point earlier, the sport itself has been inconsistent as hell for the last five or six years. And you could opine on that for an hour as to why that is, but it's just the state of the sport right now is that it hasn't been consistent. So again, the sponsors are like, should we invest or shouldn't we invest? I'll give them credit. It appears as if the partnerships they brought in this year are stronger than we've seen in years past, but I also am not at Vendor Village yet. So I can't speak to that until I see it. 
I mean, a lot of that you'll see on the ground, like, are they actually going to staff the booth? Or are they just dropping their name on it? Like that, that'll be a good indication of how strong they really are. And then we're also looming with Nobles in the last year of their contract. And, and now they have a, a serious new investor coming in. So are they going to stick around? Like, who knows? So there's so much uncertainty there. I can understand why they're not going all in financially on some of these ideas, which I think are really good, Danny. Like, I, I love this idea. We should. Let's get you on the board. Yeah, absolutely. No, <laughs> they don't like me over there. <laughs> no? You're also oh, not in cahoots? No, I don't, really? I don't, I don't, oh, I man. So. I think I'm too controversial. Like, I'm not, mm. I'm like, like a cut and clean, like, athlete that's just there, like, all about CrossFit. Like, I'm not in love with CrossFit. I mean, I love the old idea of CrossFit, but I don't know. It's like. I, I just do think I'm kind of a controversial figure, like in the CrossFit space. I think that there are, sure, there's like a lot of, I have, like, I'm not talking about like my personal fans and everything. I'm talking about like in HQ, there's always been, there's always been kind of some weird, some weird vibes and stuff, especially like when I've shown up at games. So I feel like I'm not someone who would like to ever sit on the board. So it's just like one of those things where, again, it doesn't feel unbiased when it comes to CrossFit. I, I will say this. I think they're they're trying to make a concerted effort to make up for the sins of the past around how they've handled what you're describing here, which is criticism or or someone that doesn't fit within the mold, like the old school boys club. Or like I was talking I was talking to Don Fall not that long ago, a few days ago. And we we talked about this a little. And he said, we're trying to make inroads with some of the groups that historically have not said great things about us. And he specifically named Morning Chalk Up and the PFA, PFAA as two groups that they've had kind of contentious relationship. And he didn't mean it like they don't like them. It's just like it hasn't always been where they're holding hands and singing Kumbaya. You know what I mean? And so they're trying to fix that. So maybe there's coming a time where they're going to say, hey, let's call Danny Spiegel and, and let's make right. up. They they call when they want to promote something for sure. So there's that. But we'll I mean, we'll see. Again, it's just like there's so much change in leadership. Like it's just it I feel like the athletes, at least me, and I'm not even I'm not even someone who's like really, really involved with like communications within people in HQ. It just feels like whiplash. Like I someone I I I never know who's doing what like within HQ. And that's just what it it just feels like is I I hear it from other people as well. It's just kind of like through the grapevine, you find out there's like a leadership change. And I just think like just more consistency will just bring about relationships. You need consistency. So, you know, you've got all these changes and then there's contention between, like you said, these groups. But, you know, if you establish like a relationship for like 10 years, comes less of that. But if you got someone new to deal with every single year, it becomes a little hard to create a trusting relationship and a good yeah. partnership one where you can be honest with each other yeah a april carlson came in the comments said are you happy with the work that pfa is doing which is kind of to your point like that's typically like an athlete's union would be the group that's doing what you're describing which is communicating to the event organizers yeah. and then communicate back to the athletes are you happy with what they're doing are you part of that group at all I am. I go to their meetings like i'll be at their meeting that they're having at games after after everything is done like on monday I think Britt and Pat, you know, those are the two that I've really had a lot of interactions with. To clarify, Brent Bukowski and Patrick Belder, 
What? 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 Someone's ever here like who? Yeah. <laughs> I always forget sometimes I need to say like last names. But right. but anyway, so I those are the two that I communicated most with and heard from the most. I, I know that there's other members, but I think that they work tirelessly to make changes into a sport that blocks them all the time. And they definitely don't get the recognition that they deserve. There are things that happen all the time that media channels say like, look what CrossFit has done. Look at these changes. And I personally know that Britt and Patterson, they're like, okay, well, we spent six months arguing with you guys to make these changes and they don't even recognize that it was because of them. And so they have a very thankless job. And I think they are doing amazing work, but it's like, it's kind of like, yes, it's, it's kind of like a presidency. There's only so much they can do if Congress doesn't say yes. So it's like, it's, they can fight all they want, but until CrossFit gives the green light, what are they going to do? But I think that the work that they are doing and trying to do is very admirable. Definitely a big supporter of it. I, my only thing is they do try this is why I can't be on it because like they want to, they want to keep the peace where I would just come in and be like, well, this sucks. <laughs> I'm about to right. say, I'm not part of these. <laughs> they are, they're very good at like what they're doing. And I think that they do a lot of good for their, for the space and for the professional side while still trying to maintain like a voice for the community. And again, I think they just, they don't get enough recognition for all the work that they've done. Like even when it comes to just sitting and writing these emails and documents to CrossFit, they spend hours of their time doing this stuff and then it just never gets recognized. So right. I'm here recognizing them and like all the stuff that they do. But again, like I said, there's only so much they can do. So like they, they just get green lights all the time. They got to like, they fight tooth and nail for every single thing that they accomplish. If I were going to critique them is that they, they don't toot their own horn enough. I, I message. Yeah, I can't admit that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, <laughs> they're too nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I messaged them not that long ago. They posted a video and it was great. And so I just shot a message. Hey, this is really good. After the games, I'd like to connect and learn more about what you guys are doing. Cause I honestly don't know. Like I'm to your point, like I don't see the changes they're making. And it's not to say they're not trying to make changes. I just haven't seen them because they're not advertising them yeah. and CrossFit's not going to shout it out. So I'm going to try to get more involved and learn what they're doing. So maybe we can help at least talk about the issues that are important to athletes. You know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's just like one of those things where they're doing so much work. They also can't sit around and make sure that everyone on social media understands like what they're doing. They can't hire a social media person. And I, I don't know, after the whole debacle in 2020, where there was talks of like the athletes separating from CrossFit and all this kind of stuff, a lot of athletes like showed that they are going to be called CrossFit Games athletes no matter what. And so like before breaking away from the sport and it's became a very like almost selfish thing. And so even if like the PFA was like, okay, well, every single athlete who signs up for the Open just contribute $5 a month to the PFAA so we can like hire people and we can actually try to make some changes on this organization's end. You'd be very, you'd probably be shocked at how many people are like, well, I have no interest in this, even though it's for their benefit. So it's the same thing. It's like until the athletes actually decide and like everybody else decides that they actually want changes to be made or they actually want to help the changes be made, like there's only so much that they can do. It's a very small organization. 
that is doing like the best that they can. And so they're actually in it to make changes and they're not in it to make sure everyone knows that they're doing the work or else they would just be all over social media. But people like Brent and Pat are actually there to actually make real change, not give themselves clout because they're making change. Right. Who's, not to mention the fact that they're also training full-time and trying training to full-time career yeah. and like with families and still families, finding, yeah. Yeah, still finding it in their, in their means to the, everybody else. But the worst part of that, they're both polite Canadians. So, you know, they're not, yeah, they're so nice. fucking nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so nice. They're not going to yell at anybody. We need to get like a New Yorker in there or something. Come on. See, that is, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we need, I need, I think we do need someone with a, like just some anger issues or something to like be in there. Right. I'll the go, I'll go, get, go. Where you just got like the angry person, like says all your real thoughts. That's what, that's what they need. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That was a key and peel sketch. It was Obama's translator. That's yeah. the best sketch ever. It's so good. That's what they need. Brent and Pat both need one just to like, let it rip. I would love to hear their inner thoughts sometimes. Be hilarious. Oh, Hmm. Hey, I've got some. I went to your comments today, Danny, and I have some. <laughs> oh my God! I just, I just dead. want your, I just want your insight on some of these comments. That first of all, your um, comment section is the best. They're pretty good. I mean, I do have entertainment. It's like pure entertainment gold in the comment sure. section. I, do I will you, say. Do you read them all? No, like, no. I actually, okay. I very much stay away from my comments. I will try my best. To filter through messages like i don't get to like i don't get to them all like by any means but i stay away from comments like the top comments that are like people that i follow like i'll respond to those because like they're right there and i can see them but very rarely very rarely do i like scroll down into the comment section because like it it can be a scary place yeah you're right. for the, the best yeah but <laughs> yeah. your actual engagement number must be off the charts because just your average post would have 1500 comments I will, yeah. I will admit that I do have, I have the best fans and like people that follow me. Like I really do have pretty good interactions on stuff. Mm. Like I have some loyal, some loyal people out there that will just, you know, like and comment whether it be good or bad. Like I've got, I've got loyal fans and I've got some loyal haters and it's, yes, so I love them. Like, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we're going to find out what you think of this group because there's some good ones. Is There's this like really mean tweets? Is this like what's some. happening right now? Yeah, yeah. So, so, <laughs> I'm sure. I, I mostly want to read them. And I just, so I, vicious in the comments. And I'm like, do you guys realize that like my dad goes up there and reads these? Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he'll send me Love something. Your like, dad. dad say oh my god! Please. It's been ages since I've seen him. How's he doing? He's good. He knows he talks about you all the time. He will like literally. He'll be like, "How's Nikki?" And I'd be like, "Like you guys are like just best buds." Just how's Nikki doing? I think she's great. <laughs> he's a true angel amongst us, honestly. He's he's a good one. He's definitely That's sweet. All right. I'm gonna read these and okay. then I'll follow it up with a question. Got it. I just I just want reactions. All right. I won't I'm not gonna say the name of the people. Some are some are just mean, some Save are funny. Them. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, those yeah. people. Well, that that's your MO, not mine, Danny. Danny loves blowing people up. There's nothing you love too. more. There's Fuck no, those people. Oh, but Danny loves it. She loves putting their photos no, and then tagging their wives. No, no, no. She and does it selectively. You gotta be, you gotta find her in a mood where she's about to blow mood, shit up. And you truly deserve it. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. Even if I'm in a mood, like I won't, I won't yeah, I know. something. But there's just I yeah, I wake up on the wrong side of the bed and I'm like, nah. <laughs> Burn <today."> it down. <laughs> yeah. Burn it. I'm here yeah. for it. 
All right. Well, I'm not I'm not reading their names because that's how okay. I roll. All right, here's one. Women on steroids, lovely. That's probably the tone he wrote it as well. He's a dude. How, how often do you get that? The steroid comment? Often, all the time? All the time. But it's always it's always from men and it's always from like obviously uneducated men because I'm like, sorry to disappoint everyone. Like I just have really good genetics. I'm just strong. I, I do not have the body composition that would fit the bill for steroids. Like I got way too much cellulite on this body. So, <laughs> so it's like one of those things. And like, I don't even see like, that's how uneducated I am about it. Cause like, I'm sure there are things out there that actually don't change your body composition or maybe I am correct. See, I don't even know, but the steroid thing just comes and it's always like, that's just like, that's old news at this point. Like I was, I was getting steroid comments before, like, like I, it was my second day at CrossFit and I was like, look at me, I've started CrossFit. And like, I had a steroid comment and I was like, what? It, that's like old, old news, the whole steroid thing. But it's when, when somebody gets popped and they do the, like they had, we had one a week ago and they give the stereotypical, I can't believe this happened. Everyone knows me, knows I would never do this. Do you roll your eyes or do you give them the benefit of the doubt? I just like, I kind of like, just don't even have a reaction to it anymore. Besides being like, like, dang, like there's just, it's just more fuel to the fire for CrossFit just to be under constant, like we get such a bad rep and it's like, no, no wonder we get such a bad rep. Like, yeah, we've got some athletes with truly one of a kind, amazing body compositions out there. And I do believe a lot of it is from hard work. And then you... No, no, you have people that just go out there and ruin it for everybody. And the whole, like, I just, I'm no longer in the mindset where I think like, oh, like maybe, like maybe it's just, maybe like when we first started off and everyone was like, oh my God, everyone's like getting popped. But it's like, people are smart. They know, like you just do not ingest anything that isn't tested for banned substances that isn't on the approved list like they make it so easy in crossfit as well like they you can just email and be like am i good to take this you can send a picture of a medication you can send a you can just do anything just a quick email and be like am i good to do this and they'll be like yes or no very quick super easy super painless and i just the weird stories where they're like i just had protein shake in a friend's house or I ate tainted meat. It's just like one of those things where it's like so many, like really out of every single person that's gotten popped, everyone's like, oh no, not me. It's like, right. like I want someone just to be like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, got me. Like I just yeah. want someone to be like, yeah, like it, it happened kind of thing. Cause I had more respect for that person. Like we, we had one a couple of weeks ago, one of the teams, the guy was like, yeah, I thought I cycled off quick enough. I'm like, thank you. Finally, yeah, like you're honest. Yeah, he, he absolutely said, I thought I came off soon enough. I'm like, thank God, finally. But you know, you that's know? the thing is like, at least the honesty is like, okay, well, like he's being like he's being honest about it. But this whole weird thing about like everyone just being like, no, like I just didn't even know that I was taking it. Then it, like it puts doubt on every athlete because it's like, okay, well, you know who like everyone's like lying like is everyone on it like it's also one of those things where i don't actually think the drug testing policy like within crossfit is harsh enough i like i we get we get plenty of warning like we get like full 24 hours before people show up at our house for like tests 
as much as like people want to talk to me about how concerned they are that I'm on steroids, like I've never actually gotten like the, my blood drawn for I've only ever like had to like pee in a cup or whatever. I actually didn't know that people had like their blood drawn like tests and everything. Like I didn't even realize that until I actually just like talked to an athlete. And so I don't know. I actually am at this point where I'm sure there's a lot of people doing stuff and like they're not getting caught for it. Right. So that's unfortunately my opinion on things at this point. They're going to draw your blood now, Danny, and they're going to be like, yep, 98% chocolate chip cookie. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then that, and that other 2% is just coffee. And they're like, we actually have no idea how she's alive. Yes. <laughs> when is the last time you drank water, ma'am? Yes. I'm it's actually, all... you know what? Right now. And I was like, I almost ordered a coffee for this. And I was like, you know what? Pinnacle of health. Oh my God. I do the same shit where I'm like four iced coffees in and it's like 4 p.m. And I'm like, I should have a water today. I'm literally that meme that it's like I'm jittery and I have a headache and I'm totally anxious and I'm sick to my stomach. And I'm like, why am I like this? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've only had iced coffee and like a mochi donut today. Yep. Yep. Story of my life. And that's like the thing is like, I will literally, people be like, how do you like, how do you have such dedication to like your health? And it'll be, it's always one of those days. Or so I'll get this beautiful message where it's like, how are you just so dedicated? And I'm just sitting there like, whoa, I'm a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> 17 fucking cookies in front of me, like scrolling through <laughs> messages. It's always that day too. It's never a day, like it's never like a two month period where I've just like, I have really been on it. And I'm just like feeling really good about myself. It is always the day where I've like, I haven't, it's been four days since. I've worked out. I'm taking some time off and I'm just eating everything that I want. I haven't had water in 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even, I haven't even washed my hair. I'm like grungy. Like, it's just dirty hog. And I'll get this message and I'm like, oh, God. Dang. Dang. Dang, Stacy. I wish I could tell you. <laughs> like, I love it. The key it's to like, is... like a pedestal people put like games athletes. And I am by no means. I I am here to say I I am probably like a rare breed. Like all these other athletes, they on any given day you could probably message them and they will they will tell you about how they have great dedication and motivation to their nutrition. I'm definitely kind of like like the black duck of the CrossFit Games family for sure. Well, they at oh, least yeah. probably drink more than six ounces of water a day, but yeah. Coffee counts as water. All right. Dude, next. Wait, 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 wait. Can I just tell you, it's yes. the one, this is a giant pet peeve I have. This is the one thing that no matter what is happening to me, I could be like, oh man, I have a headache or like, I don't really feel I have a stomach ache. Or I could be like, someone chopped off my left arm. And the one thing Matt will always say to me, no matter what, is how much water do you have today? Yeah. No matter fucking what. It's yeah. so annoying. Because the Literally. answer is like none. Always. Yeah. Oh, but it doesn't, yeah. it does not matter my ailment. That's, he's just like, you're probably dehydrated. Probably dehydrated. But there's water in like everything. My iced coffee, the ice melts. That's right. why I always make sure yeah. to drink it all. Cause eventually I'll get that water in there. Yeah. There's water. You don't do the iced coffee, ice cubes. Those are the best. Yeah. Those are the best. I went, okay. So on the very, 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 very rare occasion where I use very expensive equipment down in the kitchen where I can make my own coffee. I still do a coffee ice cube, but I've gotten into this really toxic habit where I DoorDash coffee to me every single morning and these places don't have the coffee ice cube. So I, I settled for the regular ice water ice cubes. 
I really appreciate your dedication to DoorDash coffee in the morning. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love I just, it. I'm here you know, for it. You know the satisfaction of laying in bed in my comfy with my phone and watching someone drive to my house with a perfect coffee, sometimes a croissant. Yeah. You know how happy that makes me? I'm like, oh. No, the same. I, I like mow the roads, obviously. And you're like, oh, I know exactly where you are. You turn off on the highway, doing the little loop-de-loop. Oh, you got stuck at that light. Dick. You're like, throw in. <laughs> you turn onto the street. You're like, okay, here we go. And then you like peek through the window. Yeah. It's like my dream. Can I come live with you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we ride a, we, it's a good ship over here. We order coffee and we either have water or we don't have water. We either eat very well or we eat very, very poorly. We either don't shower or we do the whole steam exfoliation, yes. rollers, face masks, mm -hmm. sprays. I got two, two really fancy Truly Beauty sets for my birthday. And I've like, I have now like a 72 step routine. Yeah. See, that is also, that is also a thing. Do you, the beauty, the beauty routines in the morning, especially at night. Morning is like, it's still like a nine step thing, but when I do everything, like when I do the steam, the exfoliation, the rollers, mm -hmm. the serums, the lotions, the masks, the 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 little scalp thing, the mm -hmm. laser, the frequency. Oh, the red light hour. little wand thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it takes like forever. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm exhausted. Yeah, but that's kind of nice because if I force myself to do it, it means I haven't been like sucked into the black hole on my phone for an hour, and it's just like. Oh, now I'm ready for bed and I'm like truly relaxed and I haven't been sitting in front of some sort of screen. Yeah. I Crying. like, I, I, you know, have like this like little mini tripod that sits and I put my phone in it. And like that's like the, that's one of the rare times I will read on my phone. So like as I'm like doing serums, I can oh. swipe through my pages and continue my skincare. We sit there with my mm. frequency wands, like reading my book and everything. So. I realized I was wasting an hour and a half of my day not reading by my skincare routine. Oh my god, ridiculous! Do you almost text no. you the other night? I almost texted you the other night because I I finished a book that I didn't know if you had read and didn't know if you wanted me to bring it to you at games, but it was like literally midnight, and I was like, "This is stupid. I will wait." What until is it? I talk to her. Sports it's called the seven the seven and a half deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Yes. Have you read it? I, yes. Oh, I'm, okay. It's great. It's great. I loved that book. It was so good. It was did so read, good. Did you read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo? No. Okay, that's your next one. Okay, deal. I found cool. it in like the most random little bookstore when I was on vacation. Never heard of it before. Loved, I, I was like, talk. oh, it was? Mm -hmm. yeah. You think it on BookTok. Like if you're going to go down like a black hole on the internet, BookTok is great. Hmm. And now people, like it's great because all these different groups of people are getting into book talk like entire hockey teams with these hot men are understanding there's like a whole trope of like hockey romances and so they're doing all these tiktoks about oh it's yes wonderful. that's the thing do you want to know how i know that this is really dumb sorry this is a rabbit hole that nobody wanted us to go down today but you know how i do all the marketing for java sock yeah so we're always trying to find like who our people are because there's like mm -hmm. a cult following on instagram and it's always like we have big fans in the like coffee and reading space. Yeah. But then we came out with NHL socks like last year. 
And then it sent us, the marketing team, it sent us down this massive rabbit hole of hockey romance novels and the women who read them while they're holding an iced coffee. And I was just like, my worlds are colliding and it doesn't make any sense. It is a massive group of people who do this like hockey romance fandom. Oh my I, didn't, God. I don't even like hockey. I just like didn't even like hockey. Now I want to go to a hockey game. I'm sold. I don't well, think I'll, a hockey. I will get I, you an NHL sock for yeah. it. I don't think a hockey game is going to be like this hockey erotica you're reading, though, Danny. So, but I need to just go and like I don't know, like smell the ice or something. I don't know. People are just I don't know. Like there's like a smell in the stadium or something. Mm. Like when you go skating, like you can smell like the zamboni thingy. Yeah, that they should bottle that up for candles. I feel like my so only I'm job here. Like I just want to like you know just like go and like see. I just want to see. I honestly also just want to see like a hockey fight. Just some yes. um, against the wall. Hockey fights are pretty awesome. They're pretty right awesome. Here. Pretty sexy. Okay. All right. Next mean tweet. Sorry. sorry. Oh, I forgot the best one we're doing. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I feel like my job here is to sorry. ask one question. I can ask one question and leave and come back 15 minutes later. And you guys totally. are like, yeah. don't read dinner with my back. eyes. And Red like light that. on my face. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. If we go too late, I'll just start my skincare routine. Don't even oh, worry about fine. it. That's good. No, guys, I got to go pack it some. Yeah, some of these don't even require a question. I like this one, though. This one. I hope she carries her man to bed when he falls asleep on the couch. I really like that one. Do you do that? Do you? It's more like I, like, have my dog, and I'm just like, come come with me and my cats. So it's like I have one dog and, like, two cats, and then, like, I'm balancing, like, a drink on my head. So, yeah, I'm carrying all my, all the loves of my life to bed. Of, of all the ones I read, this one was my favorite. And the video I was looking at, it was it was the empowerment video you did for CrossFit. And you were doing the sandbag cleans in the video. Yeah. And some dude, it's always a dude, comes in and says, you should just bend your knees down. It would help lifting with your back. Yeah. Like totally mansplaining you, right? Totally. The middle of the, the, how often is that? How often do you get like the random mansplain you're doing that wrong type of quote? Anytime I put any fitness or anything honestly anything on my story there's always one i can be anything i don't know you guys you both messaged me when i was having this problem but my the biker it's right there i was having trouble with the pedal it was doing this clicking sound and i explained it so i eventually i was like okay so a biker a biker i have a pedal issue it's doing this clicking sound if anyone knows what's going on and then I had all these men just being like, just taken into a bike shop. And then I had to go and specify. I'm like, hey, for everyone that's telling me to take into a bike shop, it is a, it's just a standard biker. It's not a bike, bike. It's stationary bike. Biker. Went and clarified. Still. The same men would like, they messaged me and they responded to the next one. They're like, oh, okay. Well, have you like, have you tried like something about like taking the wheel off? And I was like, yeah. so then I like went into another thing where I like showed the biker and I was like, no wheels. Clarify once again, stationary bike, no wheels or anything. So then I was like going through and I was like, never mind. I just like don't even want help. And again, again, the men were just like, well, if you would just explain it better, like what your issue is. And I was like, totally, totally. Like, I can't put anything on. But if I try to do any kind of fitness, 
on my story. There's always, there's always something. I just did one where I was like doing lunges and the guy was like, he messaged me and he was like, hey, I actually think that those lunges wouldn't look and feel so heavy if you would have just put knee sleeves on when you did those lunges. I was like, listen, 155 and a back rack lunge, heavy as hell to begin with. Two, I don't slam my knee into the ground, which is why it might seem like it seems heavy, but like, I just don't want to break my kneecap. Like I actually, it's not heavy enough to where I feel like I need knee sleeves. Like I'm actually okay. And I didn't respond or anything. I was just like, whatever. But then I put like another thing on my story about like how dirty my shirt was. And that same guy came back and was this like, said something about he was like well i don't know if you noticed but the way that you were cleaning that bar up it was really close to your body and you were like it was too close to your body you were getting the dirt from the barbell on your shirt and i was like what so it's like where do you mean and it's always things like that like just always like with the squat like i'll be going for a one rep max back squat and they're like it's really dangerous to have your knees cave in i'm like it's really it's right. really okay. I'm not doing anything. So yeah, to answer your question, I can't put anything, anything on my Instagram without men coming in and telling me that I'm doing it incorrectly. Hmm. And where would you be without all of that sound advice? Truly, <laughs> I don't know. Lost in the world, but I realize I am Canuck. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Here's the next one. This one isn't a mean one. It's actually a compliment. But I was, I it was interested in your perspective. I said, the fact this didn't make the documentary will forever astound me. And I think it did a lot of people because I saw that comment over and over and over about the sandbag ladder that it didn't make the documentary. Did that concern you, annoy you, or did you care at all? To be honest with you, I haven't watched a CrossFit documentary in years. So I didn't know. I didn't know that it, like, what made it in, what didn't make it in. But people obviously told me. It just goes back to this thing like I think there's a lot of moments that again I haven't watched it so correct me if I'm wrong but also like Rebecca's March of the Capitol didn't make it into the documentary right correct yeah I, I haven't watched it either but I heard I've heard that from so moments. there's like there's these big pivotal moments that happen within the sport but it seems like it doesn't happen with like we're just gonna call it like what like CrossFit's like favorites and it just doesn't fit their storyline or like maybe they just don't want to delve into that athlete or something. So it just kind of comes around where it's like, this is what I was saying is like, I, I was, I was actually very not shocked to hear that that didn't make it in. I do just, think, do you think it's favorites or poor planning or something else? It could be something else, I guess, but those, I, that's where I usually attribute it. it could be one of those two. I don't know. I think there's probably like several factors that, that contribute to it. But it just seems like they're, I just, I just, my, my thing is that it's not even like my event, but they want to like go about this whole like community thing. And like the best showing of the community was the Capitol event with Rebecca, like bringing that sandbag up to the top. And I just don't understand. I don't understand how that doesn't make it in to the documentary. So, but again, I'm not shocked that some of these moments didn't fit their agenda that they wanted to get with the documentary. So no, I wasn't surprised at all. Yeah, I, my opinion on the documentary was, I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't have an opinion on that if it was favorites or not. What was weird to me is they barely promoted it. 
So that's why I was wondering if it was poor planning or just like kind of a last minute thing. Like they were working on so many other projects they didn't get to it. Like I have no idea. It was just weird. Like the games is your biggest event. And to your point, like the sandbag ladder was crazy memorable. Like I, I vividly remember watching that live, not because I was just excited for you, but it was a great event visually. It was and so then, fun. Yeah. I was, and I was so hype. <laughs> I wanted to like throw something and rip my shirt off. It was just fun. It was like, it was, it was just a like a showing of pure power. It was just epic. Well, yeah. And to that point, like it really was because it was you and that, who was second, who finished second to you in that? Jacqueline, Jacqueline. is that right? Yeah. Jacqueline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And she's kind of tiny if I'm remembering mm -hmm. right. And so it was yeah. like really spectacular to watch both of you guys, like two kind of totally different athletes side by side, crushing this thing weights that I only dream of doing. So like everybody in the place is losing their shit and how that doesn't make the documentary. I got no idea. Yeah. It's just one of those things where I'm not, I'm not like sitting here calling it like favoritism, but I do think that they have their athletes that they like to tell their stories about. And if an event does not really highlight or include them, it's not making it into these documentaries. It's just not. Yeah. So it is, it is what it is. Here's a really good one. I love this one. I'm actually going to read the name for this one. And I'm going to read it in the voice that I think it was written in. You're like really hot. Alex Kazan. Oh, like, who? Uh, the, I was like, he's saying the names. Like, who is this? That's oh, funny. God. You know, that, that girl is just a spectacle of a human, both mm -hmm. as a actual human being and as an athlete. There are so many, there are so many athletes that I'm actually really excited to watch this year. And she's one of them. She is someone who took her first experience at games and got so hungry to just dominate that she has worked her ass off for mm -hmm. a year. And she's, she's definitely, she's gonna, she's gonna make some waves at the games this year. I'm very excited to watch her. You think and she can podium? I, I will never say any of this until I know all the, <laughs> until I know all the events because right. it'd be like, it'd be, yeah. like it'd be like one of those things where like, there was that, what, what year was it? Like, there's like years where I'm like, wow, like this person's going to do well. And then all of a sudden like one event like shows up and I'm right. like, Ooh. so it's just, I know it's just like one of those things where until I, at least I have to know at least three quarters of the events before I start making like podium picks. I think that no matter what comes out, we're going to see Laura Horvath like on mm -hmm. the podium. Like For that's sure. just like, that's one of those things. But I think there are so many people that aren't in games this year where I don't know. I think the top 10 is kind of like, you could just, you just scramble it and just yeah, kind of like throw some dice and it's just, it is what it is. I so. love that shit. I think that's so exciting. It's I can't so wait much more fun. Mm -hmm. we, we love these athletes that continuously come and dominate, but I have to admit, this is probably going to be one of the most like fun spectator years because it's just, yeah, it is kind of like, I would say almost anyone's game for, yeah. especially the top five. Totally agree. Are you are you super sad you're not going to get to run that 5K? Yeah, I started seeing these events get released, and I'm like running, yes. running. Max lift with no actual time or attempts to do a max lift. So what the fuck is that? So I'm looking at these events, and I'm like, mm, uh, yeah, I'm like, it was like it was kind of like upsetting at first. Like I had like this moment where I was like, wow, I'm not going to the games. Like this sucks, and then I like just started living my best life and was like this really does not suck this is pretty awesome 
And then once again, I'm seeing CrossFit at the CrossFit Games not be CrossFit. It's like they and they straight up, I think they posted something like a little pin diagram of like what you have to be good at to like do well at the CrossFit Games. And it was like, you'd be really good at like monostructural stuff. You'd be really good at running. You got to be good at high level like gymnastics skill. And this tiny little thing in the middle was CrossFit. And I'm like, okay. I hate that. I hate that so much. Like I, if you go back and look at the events that happened in like 2013, 14, 15, 16, like there's so much cool shit. Like there's so much CrossFit and like CrossFit for me was like an event. Like, I don't know if you guys remember the one where they like put all these sandbags into a wheelbarrow and like yes. over a yeah. stadium. I loved it. It was so cool. Yeah, and, and the barrel's like tipping over and you had to like write it and then put all your shit back in yeah, it. And and I'll like never that. forget that. And then you've, you've got things where, you know, yeah, you, you've got like the monostructural events, but it doesn't dominate the space. It doesn't dominate the whole entire competition. And I just, I got into CrossFit because I wanted to do CrossFit. I did not get into CrossFit to like become a shitty triathlete that can like squat heavy. And that's what this is. Like these 5K, like why are we, why is there a 5K in this event? Some fucking nobody at a turkey trot is going to run a faster 5K than our top <laughs> athlete at CrossFit Games. Like what are we doing? Like it's just, it's like, I understand like sure you can have some like some events. We've got a 5K and then you like you're bringing in this like CrossFit standard workout saying that you're doing CrossFit. But like, what is it, Helen? It's how fast you can run 400 meters. Like with with it three rounds with like no reps is like a kettlebell swing and like some just pull ups unless they like make it the heaviest kettlebell like women are out there with a two hundred pound kettlebell trying to do Russian kettlebell swings it's about the run so like cool we have two running events and then again the max lift is like you're not even giving athletes time to like show off at all you're giving them like such a small window and so I don't know I don't know. No, you're really not. I'm, you're really I'm not really uh, happy sitting on the sidelines. I'm actually content. Well, you're not making fans in the turkey trot community. I can tell you that. No, I just said that they're gonna fucking run past the games. They're gonna win. Literally, like you are. You're gonna have someone who just runs five k's for charity, running faster than the top times in this. It's just one of those things. Like I understand why we like test some stuff in the CrossFit Games, but I don't understand why we have an event where like in reality like it's kind of like these mediocre times compared to like some people doing some other stuff it's like well if you're gonna like test all this other stuff like some high level if we're not gonna actually do crossfit like i don't know like why are we why are we doing a, like 18 holes of golf into a max clean like right, that, just, that could be a fun event no be fun to watch jesus christ i should like, i was like <laughs> it was kind of like the year at rogue where we had to like shoot before we actually did the crossfit and it was like, okay, it's kind of cool, but like this event I would have done great in if I didn't have to like shoot a gun because I don't shoot guns. And my like, it's just, I don't know. There's like some things where I like I agree with and I just, some things I just really don't agree with. And I think CrossFit, the CrossFit Games is no longer the CrossFit Games. It is the triathletes who are kind of strong and can do high level gymnastics games. It's not CrossFit anymore. And it's fine if the change, if like the sport is just going to change. I don't even see it evolving. I think it's just changing. It's just straight up changing. It's not like becoming more of CrossFit. 
It's just you're changing the sport completely from what it started as. And that's my issue. I'd, I'd love to see more consistency, like where I would differ from you. I agree with your comments on Helen in a running workout. That's a traditional old school CrossFit workout. What I would like to see is Helen, and then you have to do another old school workout that maybe Diane, which is deadlifts and handstand pushups. And then there's a third one and you guys all know it's coming. You know what I mean? It's not a, not a shock. So there you would see at every CrossFit games, the same workouts year over year maybe five of them, whatever they may be, and then throw in another 10 randos. Because then yeah. you would have, to your point, more consistency year over year, more opportunity to have people train for a very specific thing. And, and CrossFit could every year watch people get better at their actual methodology that those of us that are just pure ass amateurs also do those same workouts in the gym. I've done hell on a dozen times. I'm dying to see what my time is compared against the pros. It's going to be half. Mine's going to be double what any of you guys could do easily. I but would, it, see, I would say is like the whole thing about CrossFit is like testing, kind of like throwing like the unknown at the athletes. So if you have things that will always be at the CrossFit games, it takes away from that a little bit. I think if you want to have some like standardization, then you could do that and maybe in like the, like the qualifier levels. But then again, you like don't, I don't want to take, I don't want to see every single quarterfinals. I don't want to be doing the same workout every single year. People love CrossFit because it does change. And like, that's what I'm saying is like, it's awesome to see like those changes. You're always like, ooh, what's going to be this competition? But that's also why I like so many of the other competitions compared to the CrossFit games is because you are constantly getting tested on like CrossFit stuff. But you sure. still have monostructural things like this last year at Waterpalooza, like we had a like a swim event, but it was paired with wall balls and drag rope double unders. We had a mile in a workout in the middle of a workout in the middle of a CrossFit workout. The CrossFit games, I mean, like you've got a run event after a run event after. Oh, look at that. A old school CrossFit event with running. And it's like, I get it. Like, and I, it is, I know everyone is over there like, oh, she just doesn't like to run. It's like, I was like, no, but yes. calm down. I, I also like the event like that we just had at semifinals with the heavy snatch. Like, I love that, but I do not agree that if you're going to test something, like, why is it always like, we've gone so far away from just like testing something to where like, we're testing something at the end of a run. Or like testing something where you're doing something, but then you still have to run at the end. So we're still just testing a run. And I'd be saying the same, the same thing as if like, I thought that it was too biased towards rowing. Sure. I would say the same thing if it was too biased towards like heavy weight. It's just the thing is like, it's taking over the sport. It's yeah, not yeah. CrossFit anymore. That's my only thing. Yeah. That is my only complaint is that we just don't see enough CrossFit at the fucking CrossFit games. <laughs> yeah. And I don't disagree with you necessarily, Dan. I guess my point was, is I want to see more relatability and more consistency. Like I, I think of the CrossFit games as the pinnacle of our season of, of showcasing what should be happening in the affiliates. Like the, the, the beautiful part of our sport is I get to go out and do the exact same thing you do. It's just like golf. Like I can go play the same course Tiger Woods played. Just, I play it really shitty and he plays it really great. Right. I watched semis this year and you guys did that workout where it was the reverse handstand push-ups and the legless rope climbs and you had to do a pirouette handstand walk and do a row. And I'm like, the only part of that I can do is a row. There's no, re no relatability as an everyday athlete. 
I just want to see more relatability. And to your point, more CrossFit. That's why I don't like the 5K turkey trot because while that's very relatable, it's also boring as fuck. Like it's just super boring to watch. And you're absolutely right. Some rando probably here on my block could go out and beat most of you guys. That's so funny because I actually feel like it's super relatable. <clears throat> like I feel like, like you said, like it's a run and anyone can do a run. There's Helen and we do Helen at the at the gym every day. I actually like a mix of like some relatability and some like, whoa, these elite athletes are doing shit that I could never touch. And sure. I like the spectacle of it. And I don't even want to ever know how to get upside down on my hands like that. Like I like watching it because you guys can do it and I can't. The I important thing to make is you can have relatability, but the mindset right there is why the professional side is so stunted. Because you've got people at HQ saying the same thing is we're saying like, fuck the professional side of this. It doesn't fit well with the community. And so we get shafted because we're too focused on making the community happy. And I'm all about keeping the community. And like what Nikki says, I think everything is super relatable. I think you watch the games and there are several people who go out and try to do the workouts that they saw at the games that year. Mm -hmm. They try to recreate them as best they can at their gyms. Like yeah. everyone, you know, started doing, they, they bought parallel bars because of what right. they saw at the games. They bought parallel bars after the first year that they had parallel handstand push-ups. People started boards and handstand push-ups. They started doing the ring handstand push-ups. They started doing all these things because of what was happening at the games. And then you got to start relating to the athletes. You're like, wow, I got my first whatever. And it was really cool. The athletes went out and just did it. So there's always a relatable thing from the athlete side to the community. But again, if we are trying to center and program a professional sport to make the community happy, you're hindering the professional side. Well, fuck me then. You know? Damn it, John. It's interesting perspective no. that I have not heard before. I like, I like <laughs> hearing where you're coming from on this. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, I agree. I'll never say anything negative to you again, Danny. I'm sorry. Don't yell at me. Oh I'm literally going to get messages about like, why did I yell at John? Why, no. why do you hate John Woolley? Like, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be the story is Danny admits that she hates John on the podcast. No, I think it's, I always say it's going to be a story. Nobody listens to us. Don't worry. Yeah. I think it's always interesting to hear an athlete's perspective on, mm -hmm. on the workouts, how it's run. Like I, the, an athlete's perspective is always so wildly different than mine. I remember talking to Saxon once in the gym and it was when Frazier was at his peak, like his absolute peak. Nobody was beating this guy. The whole world knew it was just wrapped up before anybody set foot in Madison. And I'm talking to Saxon. It was like his first year going to the games, maybe or second or third year. I forget which year it was, but I go, how do you feel you're going to do this year? And like, he didn't even hesitate. Like it, the, question barely left my lips he's like i'm gonna win mm -hmm. and, and i i'm like seriously and he's like he's like yeah <laughs> and then he's pissed now he's mad at me right now he's mad at me he's like yeah i'm gonna win i'm and so like then i had to double down i'm like i'm like you're you're gonna be fraser he's like yep absolutely and he was dead serious dead and ass. it occurred and yeah and it occurred to me in that moment how differently professional athletes are wired Cause like I'm a banker, like I do math for a living. 
I'm sitting there going, man, dude, I just watched the open. I've seen the worldwide rankings. I know where you are stacked. Like I've seen all the years. I know that what the odds are of someone going in and beating him were, but athletes don't hear that. They're like, Nope, I trained to win. I'm going to yeah. win. It's just such a different mindset. And I love it. Just love yeah. it. It's, and I'm, it's great, I'm grateful they, for we, it. We do have a different mindset. It's kind of yeah. weird. I like all the years I've walked into the games, even knowing like I'm like looking at 19 running events, I'm like, there's a chance I actually make the point. <laughs> like someone who did break their leg this year and I'll be the only one without broken ankles. It'll be my year where everyone else just like their ankles implode. It's mm -hmm. kind of funny because it is like one of those things where we walk in with like this just, and I'm, I'm probably like on the more mellow side. Of like I'm very competitive, but I also like I'm very realistic. But even even then, I still walk in. I'm like, okay, like 15 events, eight of them have running. There is a possibility that the other seven are all max lifts, mm -hmm. and that I come out of <laughs> right. <laughs> the unknown, like, unknowable. You like, don't it's, know. It's like it's like you're like, well, I mean, if the rest of them are good, like I can still be pretty. Like I'm gonna go out there and kill it. So yeah, it's it's funny. Like, and then you get into someone who again is like way more intense than me. Oh yeah, you can't tell them any different. How do you I how do you handle that. how do you handle the criticism that comes with all of this? Like, this was a tough year for a lot of athletes. I think you're target for a lot of it. Some of it unfairly, some of it fairly. For being honest, like all athletes make mistakes either in competition or in practice or whatever. But you do seem to be a target for a lot of it. How do you like mentally prepare for that? Do you mentally prepare for it? So just run off your back. How do you, how do you deal? There is not one thing that I could do where I don't become a target. Mm -hmm. I could have, I didn't make it. I'm a target. I could have made it target. I do poorly at games target. I win the CrossFit games target. It doesn't matter. Like, it's just like one of those things where, again, I just think I'm kind of like this controversial figure within the CrossFit space. I'm. I just, I do think I have like more going on than just like CrossFit. And I think it pisses people off. I think there are people who just want to attack me over anything and everything that they can. And I, if I were to like take all of these like attacks and like focus seriously, like I would just have to crawl under my bed and never surface again. It's a lot. Like, I am not going to lie. It's a lot. It's just, it's more like you have to kind of keep going on and like just saying, yeah, like, go ahead, talk. But it, again, it's like kind of those things where go ahead, keep my, keep my name in your mouth. It signs my paycheck. Please right. keep talking about me. I don't care. Like, sure. Do my feelings get hurt every once in a while? Yeah, I'm human. But it's more of like, go ahead and come at me because I can, I can handle it. What I don't like to see is that we got a lot of, we got a lot of young females in this sport and they're getting attacked too. And sure, they've got social media platforms. They're competing in a professional sport. They're open themselves to all of this like criticism and hate, but they didn't open the door and be like, please just come and destroy my life. Like come and just rip me to shreds. And so I wake up every day and say like the hate's going to come and it's okay. Can't buckle and fold because there are other women who are going through the same thing. And I just, we got to stand in like solidarity. So yeah. do, you, do you use any of it like as coaching? Like, so if you like in the semis, when people are going, all right, squat depth isn't deep enough or burpees don't look right. 
even if you're getting repped or no repped. Do you ever take that back to your coach and say, hey, can we look at this? You're just like, fuck it. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I'm good at it. No, I mean, it's not like it's one of those things where like if I go back and like look at something like I can be honest about it and be like, sure, but it doesn't change anything at the end of the day. Like, again, like there's all this like, yeah, I get that all the time, the whole like squat depth thing. And it's like, all right, like tell me you have small legs without telling me you have small legs. <laughs> like, like, God, like it's one of those right. things where a camera angle like means everything you're watching at home. And I'll, I'll say it, if you're looking at me from the front, a lot of the times my squats don't look at depth. But if you're looking at me from my side, my hip crease is below parallel, but my quad is so big, it pops up over. So it like kind of like makes it seem. But if you're looking at my actual crease, like I'll, I'll admit it, if you're watching online from the front or like whatever, it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like all speculation. So if you want to hate on me because you're like sitting, like, it's like the thing, you're sitting on the couch. You're just going to like hate on me for like what? Because I'm not like doing the standard to your specifications. Like, again, you're sitting on your couch. You want to come out and compete? Come out and compete. Two, if my judge isn't telling me anything, I'm like, I, every athlete like rides a line. Like we're going for speed. We're not out there doing five rounds for fucking quality. Like we're going five rounds for time. Like everything is for time. We have to skirt the line and you see it. You see athletes get a no rep and then they, they like kind of like over-exaggerate, make sure. And it changes if we're not, we're not going to be out there just like over-exaggerating things, adding seconds to our time. So the internet warriors are happy with our performance. So it's like, it's like, you, we can't win. We can't win either. We're out there moving slow as shit, making sure that like everything looks perfect and i'm gonna i'm just also gonna say it like some body types it's easier to see their their wrecks are like clean or whatever i'm not gonna apologize because my body is hard for you to judge right yourself well, just, we had we had henshaw on one time and he was talking about fraser again kind of at his peak would go back and watch these videos and use them as game film to work on weaknesses. And I guess that was part of my curiosity here is as a professional athlete, do you ever use it as game film or, or is it just a, another event? Now you're moving on and going back to your coach and working on other things. No. So this is also where, like, I think why I'm a little bit of like, a like I, we always just go back to like me being like this whole controversy within the sport is I'm sure there are a lot of athletes who would do that. They would go back and they review film and see where they could make up points or make their things cleaner. Like, I just want to go and compete in this sport that I love. And at the end of the day, the placement doesn't truly eat away and matter at me, like matter to me as much as I think some other athletes. And like, they are out there to go and win the CrossFit Games. I'm out there to just compete and do the best that I can and have a good time and enjoy being able to go and compete at the CrossFit Games or compete at any kind of CrossFit event. Like, I'm not going to go back and sit for hours reviewing my semifinals performance. I'm going to go travel the world and, like, do something and, like, have fun with my life. And that's not my priority. It's a lot of athletes' priorities, and they'll take the time to do that. And that's why they'll stand on the podium at the CrossFit Games while I eat pasta in Italy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I will say I'm very jealous of your life because I feel like every time I'm, 
I'm following you or like seeing where you're at. I'm like, where is she this week? Like it, it, we, we were messaging, Nikki, I didn't even tell you this. We were messaging this week. She just bought new luggage and it's epic, by the way. Yeah, I and, saw that. Meanwhile, yeah. my luggage is like literally falling apart and the zipper broke. Like as I was putting all the baby shit in it last night. Well, I so messaged Danny. I'm like, where, I mean, what the hell are you doing? Like, where are you going that you need this much luggage? Are you taking your whole house with you? <laughs> it's like, it's a ridiculous amount of luggage. Girl, that's what I love wait, about you. You wait someday. If you ever have a, a kid, it, you're going to need 17 pieces of luggage. I think she's got to pack the entire fucking house with me whenever I leave for anywhere. It is insane. And that's like not even my own overpacking, which I am notorious for. It is the yeah. worst. The worst. Yeah. I over, I mean, like, I definitely overpack, but like for me, I, I will get like crippling anxiety if I'm like, I don't have an outfit. I don't want to go shopping. If I'm like on vacation, like I want to go shopping because I want to go shopping, not because like, wow, I actually don't have something that I need. Or it's a panic situation where like you land late, there's no stores open, you don't have, like I, I want lotion for after my shower, but then like I don't have lotion with me, but then the hotel doesn't have lotion. So I should have just packed my lotion because nothing is open. I can't go get lotion. I'm not going to like walk to the 7-Eleven to get no lotion and just have a weird experience at a 7-Eleven at midnight. I'm just going to pack it. I literally, you're speaking my exact language. It's bananas. I get it. I fully fucking get it. There is no worse feeling in the world than the like, oh, I should have brought that. Yeah. Like, I fucking hate that. I hate it. I will overpack to avoid that no matter what. I'll pack my snowsuit yeah. to Madison just to be like, Oh, I wish I had that. And I and I have I've worked hard to be able to have my two seventy pound bags. <laughs> so You're I, living I, the best life. One day I need a third seventy pound. Actually, you know what? I have enough points. I think I'm at a status like through American where I actually could technically have a third bag. Oh. So if one day I need a fourth, it'll just it is what it is. I will pay the whatever fee that it takes to have an extra bag. I I, I will be. I will. I will get the little connector suitcases things and be that lady that's walking through with nine suitcases. I think that's fine. Cause then everyone's I like, Oh my it. God, is she moving? Like everyone, like they're like, wow, nine, like she must be doing something important while is I'm just there for a three day vacation where I will wear the same <laughs> pajamas everywhere, every day. Right. That's but literally me. That is me packing for the CrossFit games every single fucking year where I'm like, well, what if we go out for dinner? Well, what if it's chilly? Well, what if it's whatever? And I want to wear real clothes. And then every year I say it to Matt every year. I'm like, I'm going to pack light this year because last year I wore the same leggings for everything that I did. Every single thing. I remember I did that for I did that for the games last year. I brought three suitcases. One suitcase had all of my like competition needs, shoes, belts, grips, backup grips, like all this kind of stuff. And then I had two suitcases of clothes and my logic was okay well what if what if I get super cold and then this gets wet what if like every single day it rains so then I have to have three pairs of clothes to like take even though as an athlete you get clothes and hoodies and everything that you have to wear you can't wear your own stuff but in my head I was like what if the rules change and I'm allowed to bring my own stuff so I want to have my own stuff what if I decide that I want to stay in Madison for an extra week and I need clothes that's not going to happen. But what if like after game, someone just says, let's go straight from Madison to this place. I want to be prepared. 
I was like, what if someone just says, like, let's go to Aruba straight from the games? I had seven bikinis in my bag for games. Can someone say that to me after games? I'm available. I'm ready to go to Aruba after games. I've overpacked. I will send the boys back home and I'll be like, listen, I'll be home. Nikki, do you want to go to Aruba after games? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, like, so you might want to overpack a bit. See? It can happen. I'm just always prepared. And I'm also someone who unpacks when I'm at the hotel. So I want, like, I got to fill all the drawers. Like, That's I got amazing. To get, like, one pair of socks out into the little drawer. You are my goals. I am, I am tornado luggage central. No. Yes, okay. it's the fucking worst. Do you know that I also live that way? I know it's really bad. I know. I, know. I live that way a little bit, except for it's like all in one stack. Yeah, like, yeah. I clothes. only have one, like, yeah. when i travel it. my like beautiful organization like comes to life but in yeah. like every day i'm like i know this pair of pants is somewhere in that pile yes same somewhere yes. in the bottom i'll find it probably next month how fast month. i want them you... now but i'll find it next month how fast do you unpack when you get home Fast. Okay, so fast because i actually so i don't do my own laundry i take it into a place and so they do my laundry and then they fold it and put it in these neat little bags. I actually, I just got my laundry done. So when I take it in, they like bring bags back where like everything is like all neatly folded oh, and stuff. Nice. But then like I just take it out of the bag and like put it in the little like drawers and stuff. And so it's wonderful. So when I come back from a trip, I immediately just like put everything into like a huge, several huge like bins and just take it. I have that. I have that in my house too. It's just called my husband. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I just like got laundry. It just like takes so long. Because I'm also forever. someone who will, like I will wear eight outfits in a day. Same. And so yep. I get and like, but I won't do laundry every two days. I will wait two weeks to do laundry. So the amount of laundry I have is like I'm not just spend the time doing this. It's it's like a waste of time. And then people are like, well, why don't you do laundry every two days? Because I also don't want to do laundry every two days. That sounds like a nightmare. No, I don't even know how to run the dryer that we have. I am unaware. And I would like to keep it that way. Love it. I think the world needs a day in the life of Danny Spiegel. This entire, like, just one episode on YouTube, Danny. Like, starting the day with you in bed on your phone, ordering your coffee and your croissant. And then picking up your laundry, being delivered in the little bags, and playing with your cats. And all the things I see, I think the world needs this. I think it'd be a great video. It'd be so wholesome. I think I want to like combine it into like uh, you just pick a wrong day where I'm like, you know what, today is just I'm staying in bed all day, and people are like, whoa, not when we're expecting. (laughs) I bet I just I just saw something. I wish I could remember some Twitch streamer makes uh, millions streaming herself sleeping. Sleeping. I saw. You could probably do that, but with you reading books, your big glasses, the big round glasses, and just sitting there reading books. I I'm actually pretty like, it's not just like, like I have the facial expressions. I'm like, <gasps> and like, I'll like slam a book down and be like, no. I'm telling <laughs> I'll you. Laugh. Like I'll read something and be pissed. So like I'll walk downstairs and just like blow off some steam. And I just got to like turn the sink on for like no reason. Like I just got to like wash my hand, like come back upstairs and like read. I'm pretty, like, pretty dramatic when I read. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I, just, I can't. It's like, you're in a fight. You're like, I can't. Mm. 
right now. So then you go to your emotional support book. So I read something that I know is going to have a happy ending. Yeah. So actually, I should do that. I should just stream myself. I should just stream myself. Like, I think you can make, I love you it. Can make real money. Real yeah. money. It's actually Leave that on in the background all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's so soothing. It's kind of crazy how people are making money like through these streaming things. Like with the sleeping, Wild. there are people who do the same thing, but like with the ASMR of their eating, mm-hmm. pay to like listen to them eat. I'm like, mm-hmm. eat a lot. I could, I could do that. But like not, and it's like definitely not like aesthetically pleasing or phonically hearing. Like definitely not. It's it's probably very like wolf. girls who eat, <laughs> girls who oh yeah. Because I like I get I get more outrageous the more excited I am about like whatever I'm eating. So if it's like I'm okay eating, like I'm pretty just I'm like normal about it. But if it's something like I'm really excited about, like I start like dancing i start doing the mm, 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 like the humming and, mm, and like i just i start making sounds like occasionally like if it's something like really good like i'll just i'll smack a little bit and like, i hate people that smack their food like they, like, they just like but i'll do it in like a like look this is so yummy when i just won't even realize it but god if someone else did that i'd like want to slit their throat so mm-hmm. to each their own but so yeah i should i i should just start streaming all these things reading i'm glad i'm not the only one that has like a happy dance when you eat something delicious oh yeah and then i have this furious angry tantrum if like i wasted calories on something that something that wasn't good like i take it so personally like it's like i I, the universe betrayed me i take it so personally and especially if it's like i go somewhere on a recommendation from somebody and they're like it's the best and i'm sitting here and i'm like you have no taste and i I went out of my way for this yeah yeah it's tragic. My my kid does it too now. He'll take a bite of something delicious and he'll be like, mm-hmm. "Food." If we all could just focus on how much we love food, and if people would just sit down and read a good book, and just not be so concerned about some of the things, like it would just be solve the world's problems. All right. Well, we're kind of, we're just about at the end of this. I know, I'm we're ready just, for bed. I know Nikki's still got a pack, uh, but you're pack. you're going to be. At, you're going to be in Madison with us this week, right? I am. I get there like super late Wednesday night with my beautiful new luggage. Love it. <laughs> Perfect. You, what are your plans for games week? What are you going to do? Get dinner um, reservations? I have, several, I have like several meet and greets. So I'll be like all around the venue with my sponsors doing all sorts of stuff. I think I'm hosting a workout at some point with tier. I'm going to maybe tomorrow or something. I'll double check everything and put it on my story. But I'm just hanging out. We should grab dinner or something. Yeah. But uh, yes, I'll be be around until Monday because I have the I'm doing the meeting, the PFA meeting like Monday morning. So I fly out like 2 p.m. on Monday or something like that. So I'll be there for, yeah, essentially Thursday to Thursday to Monday. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll get a little text stream, see if we can all hook up for dinner or something. That'd be awesome. Love that. And coffee. I'm I'm free to eat before baby bedtime or after baby bed. Perfect. (laughs) Great. Really yeah. not cramping my style at all. Sorry about it. Perfect. I'm just free. We could do two dinners. We could do early dinner and yeah. then late dinner. Yeah. Perfect. We could do afternoon tea. Okay. Dinner. I'm so down for all of it. Yeah. I'm so down nice. for all of it. Well, Danny, thank you as oh, always for pleasure. joining. Yeah. Please. Always. 
it's always a roller coaster for some reason. I'm like emotionally spent, like the entire from end to end, trying to control you two. It's like it's like trying to bag raccoons. Like it's pretty good this time. I feel like last time we really did. Last time we really did get off. I don't remember what we got off on, but I I do think last time was way worse than this. We've got through. Yeah. Like the the problem is is I'll ask a question and then it'll go from the topic to hair care to waxing to NFL. Oh, there is. Oh, is he behind me? Yeah, he is. Come here, Come here. Beautiful. You just see his like yellow eyes from across the room. All right, you guys talk. I'll grab him. Hold on. Yes, go grab him. Grab him. Stack him. I. So my kitties weren't like all over the place. I like I I gave them I gave them so many like treats and toys. Like before I like came upstairs, I was like, (laughs) stay here. I worked them this new like tunnel system. Oh, it's like they're having a blast. Hi, baby. Oh, there he is. Hi, baby, baby boy. Oh, look at them. Hold on, hold on. I can't hear you. Give me a second. Um, That's okay. I'm talking to B. We're talking to B. To make this happen. I give me. All right, I'm back. Baby. We're just we're talking a bean. Yeah, hi. A big He's a real chunky belly. He really is chunk. He is chunk. Hi, beanie. He's turned into a sweet boy, though. I was gonna say he looks like not at all mad at you right now, which is unusual. I know. He's just chill. He's like, this is this is just what me and dad do. Yeah, this is the only way to let me rub his belly. This is it. Really? Yep. (laughs) Hold him straight up. He looks pretty like content. He's like, Yeah, I dig this. Like his eyes are kind of shutting. He's like, I, I'm happy. I know. Yeah. Sometimes he looks like he's gonna murder you from across the room, but this is not one of those times. That's they just mo- have resting days. Yeah. Most days are murder days, but today's he's pretty good. No. He's a yeah, good boy. Nice well, seeing the ghosts or something. <laughs> is Beanie ever gonna get a brother or sister? God no. Oh. Absolutely not. No. He, he would no. he would probably hate that. Yeah, no. My no, because when you have one cat, you have one cat. But if you have two cats, you're one cat away from being a cat lady, Danny. So you're one cat away. One cat away. You know, Mochi Mochi did not like Gucci at first. Like, would get mad. Like, got really mad when I first brought Gucci into the house. And then would get mad at me. Like, I would come home and Mochi would be perched on his cat tree and would just at me. Went, just mad oh. for no reason because like there was another cat and then after about a, it took about a week and now they're like inseparable best friends you just have a week of attitude and now they I, love each other i have two daughters so every week is a week of attitude so <laughs> okay that's good sure all right well i will see you ladies in madison travel safe Yay, Both you. You just a day or two and for everyone joining the live tonight appreciate you guys being on and we'll chat with you guys next week